station this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page and love and tradition of the grand design some people say it's even harder to find well then there must be some magic clue inside these gentle walls cause all I see is a tower of dreams real love bursting out of every scene should see me watching my own kids if Angie, Jordan, Matthew, Kaylee, and Stephanie had their own sitcom show. I think I think I could be a millionaire right now. Jared Workman, uh, dude, thank you. What a blast. Guys, my name is Eric Hoven, president of Creation Today. Those who are the Hovind grandkids, they did a premiere, shot a whole sitcom for us, did a premiere for us. Family really does matter. That's why I want to talk to you today about family matters and how should you witness to family. Hey, today I'm joined by my friend. He's the senior vice president of the of Living Waters. He's the dean of the School of Online uh, Online School of Biblical Evangelism. They've got over 19,000 students enrolled. Uh, he is an incredibly popular speaker speaker at conferences and at universities. He's the co-host of the television program, Way of the Master. He uh, edits movies like 180, Evolution versus God, Audacity, and so many others. It is none other than the great, the incredible, the handsome, according to his wife, Mark Spence. What's up, buddy? Yeah, you, you make me want to listen to myself after listening to that. But Yeah, uh, I want to listen to you, dude. You don't ever go back and just play your sermons? You know, honestly, I don't think I, I might have listened to one of my sermons ever in the history of my life. I don't think I've ever listened to one of my sermons. Well, then you need to go listen to Lehigh University, your conversation on the problem of evil at Lehigh University. Phenomenal. I've listened to it probably 10 times. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. You're Great job. One. Great job. Thanks. Hey man, it's that time of year again. People are about to hang out with family. The dynamics for everybody out there are going to be all over the board. Um, and yet the most important thing is still the most important thing. If you're a Christian, you want to know that your family hears and knows and preferably accepts the gospel. Family really does matter. And uh, I just want to talk to you about that, man. What is it? How do we reach our family with the gospel? So you're cool with that kind of conversation today? You know, listen, I mean, I don't have really anything prepared for that, but I think I've prepared more than 21 years for that because my oldest is 21. I have uh, five kids, three boys, two girls, three thorns, two rose petals in that <laughs> order, right? Uh, Noah's 21. Nathaniel is 20. Ethan is 18. 
I think it changes every year. Uh, Ella is 14 and Eden is no, Ella's 16 and Eden is 14. Wow. Yeah, it's and and your oldest Noah recently got engaged, engaged to be married. But what Jessica? Yeah. Wow. Uh, next summer is the plan. They were out looking for apartments uh, last night. They think they might have found one. So Noah's more than likely going to move in early. And then obviously, uh, Jessica will wait until they get married. That's a, that's a wise decision to make. So 21, he's not too young to get married because that's kind of young. What do you think? It, you know, it is kind of young, but uh, he's been preparing his whole life for this. Usually what happens is people, they go into high school, they do what people do in high school. You know, that's kind of debaucherous in its direction. Um, and then they graduate high school without have a, having a clue on how to write a check or balance a budget. And then they go through college and they change their profession six or seven times. They graduate with a degree in underwater basket weaving or interpretive dance with $100,000 in debt. Uh, but that's that's not Noah, right? Noah told me that he wants to have like fifty, sixty thousand dollars saved inside the bank. He just bought a car. Uh, he's just talked to a loan officer yesterday to try to buy a place. He is uh, overseeing media arts for a couple Chick Fil A's over here on uh, the West Coast. Uh, so he's he's doing it right. And then his his wife Jessica works for a pro-life clinic called Living Well. So if you're looking for a pro-life clinic to uh, support, I suggest Living Well. It's located in the city of Orange here in uh, Orange County, California. Um, they're doing a great job. They're doing a great work. So it sounds like they are going to be a powerhouse couple to continue just using their lives to do what they've been doing this whole time, impact people for eternity. Yeah, that, that's the plan, right? I mean, the Apostle Paul said, I have no greater delight than to see my children walk in truth. I shared with Noah, you know, I, I don't care what you do for a job. Be a plumber, be an electrician, uh, be a garbage man, do DoorDash. I, I don't care. I want you to walk with Christ yeah. as if your life depends upon it, because it does. And so all my kids, by God's grace, are walking with God, have deep conviction and a love for their fellow neighbors. So it shows. It's demonstrated. What a blessing. And we still got some single ones. So who knows? We may be related one day. There's still hope. I'm... Come on, God. All right. Um, hey, so family really does matter. Shout out to all of you on social media, Facebook, YouTube. Thank you for hanging out with us. To all of you homeschool families that watch our show as uh, part of your homeschool curriculum. You chalk this up to whatever credit you want, because that's what you're going to do anyway. I love it. Here's an extra hour to that. And to the small groups that watch this, I hope this will be something that really creates some great conversation and fosters good conversation for you guys after the first half hour. Um, Mark, I, I love your school of biblical evangelism because you guys laid out how to witness to pretty much everyone. And there's a similarity in all of that, but you actually wrote that with, uh, well, you really did the work and gave Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron credit. I, I think I can say that. And uh, it's no, a phenomenal. I, Ray research. did a lot of work. Ray did a, this is it, right? This is yeah. the, uh, the textbook. I don't know if you can see that. I don't. Oh yeah. You off my screen, but uh, that's it right wow. there. It's little biblical evangelism. And it's 101 lessons. That book is 140 some pages, 100 and, no, 358 pages. How many? 758 pages. Serious. 
Amazing. It's a big book. It's a, it's a textbook. Hey, I, I want to know if any of you out there would like one of these books. So uh, we're gonna, I called Daniel up over at Living Waters and I said, hey man, can we hook some people up with this book? He said, absolutely. So the ladies in the office are going to pick somebody from, from uh, Facebook, going to pick somebody from YouTube, going to pick somebody from the Creation Today uh, members, you guys that are behind the scenes. By the way, thanks for hanging out with me, guys. Andrew, I'd seen you were on. Dave, thanks for hanging out. Jules, uh, Masaki, always great to have you on here. Michael, Angie, great to have you guys here. Um, uh, so I want to give one away, but you, you got to put something in the comments. You got to work for this and, and, and be creative, all right? Don't just slap turkey in the comments, but you got to comment what is your favorite Thanksgiving food. If it is turkey, well, you're probably going to get what you want. But uh, uh, Sweet potatoes. Yeah. Sweet potatoes for you? Oh, I love with marshmallow and like extra. The cinnamon butter. and the brown sugar? Oh, stop. You're making me covet. Wow. I think for me, it's just the mashed potatoes with like the, when they, when they put the hole right in the middle of the bowl and they put like an entire stick of butter and just set it in there. Ooh. That calls my name for some That's reason. Tricky gravy. Yeah. Yummy. Yeah. I'm not into, I'm not into cran cranberry sauce very much. I mean, I'll, I don't I'll have a little bit. I, I, I feel like this is what I think it happened. You ever have somebody over for that over for dinner and you look at your meal and you weren't expecting them to come over and you go over to your fridge and you go, you know what? We need to throw something extra on the table in order to feed everybody. So everybody can take just a little bit. And I feel like grandma who was uh, blind went over to the, <laughs> the, the pantry, grabbed a hold of the quickest can that she could possibly find. And it was once dog food, but she opened it up, <laughs> put it on the table and then began to serve it. And people ate it. And then people with twisted, fallen taste buds liked it. I, I honestly, I don't understand the concept. It's like I, uh, peas. Ugh, hate it. You're not into peas either. No. Now, if you, if you do peas with a pea sauce, just so oh, you know, uh, my wife has done a pea sauce that has made me appreciate peas on their own. No, thanks. With the pea sauce. I, I actually eat it so I don't just drink the pea sauce. It actually seems like I'm being somewhat, you know, civilized. I put it on the peas and then it works out great. Yeah. So several copies of your book, School of Biblical Evangelism. I want to give that away. All you got to do is make a comment, man. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? I can't believe that's coming up. Hey, uh, I'm curious, how many of you are going to be with unsafe family members at Thanksgiving? Uh, if you're going to be with unsafe family members, Tell us how many people in your family are unsaved that you're going to be with. Because, Mark, I really do believe that, that that is something every holiday season, it just seems like that's kind of on our heart and on our mind of, here we go again. It's, it's another year. Um, it's another opportunity to share the gospel. Maybe we've messed it up in the past. Maybe we've been too blunt in the past. Maybe we haven't said anything. Maybe we're hoping they just see our light shining and say, Hey, how can I have that light? Ah, what, um, what, what advice do you have for, for people this year that are going to be with family and want to, want to approach that, want to give a conversation? I'm sure this is something you've thought about. Uh, yeah. What are some thoughts that run through your mind on that? Well, I, I disagree, uh, with my brother, Paul Tripp, who says, uh, basically don't do anything. Uh, don't don't say anything. Now I I read Paul Tripp almost every day. I highly recommend. Well, I think I've 
Boy, I've read so many of his books, even Ted Tripp, uh, Shepherding the Child, Child's Heart. I highly recommend that book. If you have little ones, uh, talk to the heart. Uh, I love his book, first of all. Um, it's a devotional book. I'm trying. The, the name's escaping me, and I read it every day, right? Uh, almost every day. And uh, New Morning Mercies. Uh, that's the book. If you're looking for a book for your for your kids and stuff, I do think that we need to step out of our comfort zone. We need to step out of the boat onto the crashing sea in the midst of the tumultuous storm around us and engage in conversation. Right? People don't get saved because they look into our eyes and go, wow, there's something different about you, right? They, they have to hear the gospel, right? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How shall they call upon him uh, to be saved if there isn't a preacher that is sent? Basically, Romans 9.10 or 10.9 says. And the idea and the concept is you must speak up. So I try to speak up during all holiday seasons. Now, let me say this, though, because... Eric, as you know, talking to family members is a whole lot different than talking to somebody you see on a daily basis, a regular basis, or your neighbor. I'm going to share the gospel with my neighbor much in the same way that I'm going to share with my family members. And that is two things. I'm going to be rich in good works. Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works, and it brings glory to your Father in heaven. So neighbor first, holiday season, you're making that weird bread cake that nobody likes, <laughs> and you decide to bring one to your aunt. We'll also make one for your next-door neighbor, right? Budget in order to make cookies or brownies or even bring a flower or a plant to your neighbors. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving, Right? And people get blown away. My neighbors get blown away. I went door to door to every one of my neighbors and brought them a huge gift basket uh, during the whole COVID season. They had like wipes and toilet paper and games and food and things like this. And my neighbors were so blown away. And it has established a relationship between my, me and my neighbors. Well, family members are, are the same way because they know, Eric, they know, and you know that they know everything about you. Yes, that's the problem. That's why it's so hard. They, they know the times I've said a wordy dirt or been a hypocrite. That, that's, that's right. And let it be known, though, also, that the only person who could possibly be a hypocrite is somebody with a moral standard. Those are the moral code. Because if you don't have a moral code, a moral standard, you'll never be a hypocrite because you can never go against something um, because you have no standard. Right? If, if, for example, if you think that there's nothing wrong with rape, take it or leave it. If you commit rape, you'll never be a hypocrite because you never thought there was anything wrong with rape. So the Christians come along with this standard, a source of authority from scripture that tells us right and wrong, good and bad. But now I have my unsafe family that grew up with me and they even did terrible things with me. And now I'm trying to share the gospel with them. Well, hopefully, I'm going to address this in two ways. If you rarely see them, feel free to talk to them. If you see them on a regular basis, invite a friend to your holiday gathering. Invite them, right? So Matt comes over to your house for Easter and he is sharing the gospel. He's got one job, but it's not just to enjoy the food, though enjoy the food, Matt. 
you are to go around and you are a little witnessing bug sharing the gospel as I host, as I love on my family in other ways. And the heat and the pressure comes off of me and is put onto you. And then they huh. see you at the next holiday gathering, right? And Matt comes up and Matt goes, you know, Aunt Gertrude, good to see you. You know, have you thought about what we talked about last time or whatever it may be? But also I have my friends that act as family members that still continually reach out to my family members throughout the year. And they establish relationships with my family. So, and it's so you actually put that, pre- not put that pressure, you actually encourage your friends in this direction. This is something you're saying, hey, I'm going to have these people over. You do this. You talk to them. That's exactly right. Um, I, I have basically, there's five couples inside my life. We call them the family fellowship. And every day, all day, the guys are texting amongst each other and the girls are texting amongst each other. And then we have a text thread called the 12, where all of us will text amongst each other. And we are fully invested inside of each other's lives, living life. One of them, in fact, a, a one of those precious females inside there is just starting chemotherapy today uh, for her cancer. And so we all rally around that family and we... It is impossible for them to get rid of us because we are fully committed to each other. And so what is important to me is important to them. So when I say, hey, my relative's salvation is important to me, they all say, got it, I get it. And then they reach out to them as if it's their own family member. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, I say, have a nucleus of people who you can uh, tell everything you possibly can about your life and they're not going to go anywhere right? No man's an island. So have your friends share with your family, but also secondly, be rich in good works. It brings glory to your father in heaven. What are they going to say? Man, all you're doing is thinking about me. Stop it. (laughs) Be rich in good works. We budget in order to be rich in good works towards family members and friends and neighbors. You can do that too. That's really cool. Uh, So two things, by the way, if you're joining us on Facebook or YouTube, I see some comments. And if you don't know why people are talking about olives uh, and cranberry uh, sauce, uh, we're giving away a book. And all you got to do is type in your favorite Thanksgiving food. uh, And uh, would love Paula Gia is on here. Thank you for joining me, man. Um, He's our atheist friend. So I love these thoughts because I got to be honest, it's Sometimes we don't do that. We are the stingy ones, and then we want them to uh, somehow somehow see the light. So be rich in good works, and then take the pressure off yourself, put it on your family. I, I love this thought. But what about, okay, you are the one. Yeah. You're there. there there's no friends to bail you out. Rhonda is going to be there, and she likes olives. Oh, poor Rhonda. I'm so sorry. She likes olives, and so... Is it, hey, pass the olives again? By the way, I just, I wanted to say that, you know, in much the same way this turkey gave his life for us to enjoy this meal, so too, you know, like, how do you, what do you do when it's only you? Yeah, listen, you you pray it up and you you preach it up. You speak the truth in love. You are slow to speak. You're quick to listen. You're quick to love. You know, if somebody uses God's name in vain, you know, don't be afraid to say, you know, what do you mean by that? <laughs> you, you know, <laughs> be able to back on them and see what they have to say. If they're already going to hell and you're afraid that 
you're going to harden their heart or you're afraid that you're going to turn them off to Christianity. I mean, where are they going to go? Hell part two, right? They're already on their way to hell. Today is the day of salvation. Today's the day to prepare for your last day. So with the boldness that you can muster up as a Christian, as a child of God, they that know their God shall do great exploits. Uh, I think it's Acts uh, 1, um, 8. You shall receive power uh, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That word power is dunamis, uh, dynamic power. That's only available to the believer. It's Acts 1 someplace, right? And just uh, step out of your comfort zone and just engage in a conversation. Mm. Hey, you know, Thanksgiving, what are you thankful for? I'd like to hear what you're thankful for. And then I'd like to share what I'm thankful for. Let's go around the table and everybody share what they're thankful for. And then this is your opportunity to give a quick little message. What are you thankful for the most as a Christian? It's your salvation, right? That you're on your way to heaven. And what a great and opportune time to share the gospel. And if it's Christmas time, you can uh, share about, you know, everybody loves the, the baby in the manger. But have you ever thought that not a lot of people like when the baby grew up and the, and the grown-up Jesus said, unless you repent, you'll perish. What do you think he meant when he said that, right? Everybody loves the baby in the manger because there's no qualifications or demands upon humanity. But when Jesus grew up, he said some very weighty things. Have you ever thought about that, gang? I was thinking about this. I'd love to get your thoughts and then share something that maybe Jesus said. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. Um, that's kind of a weighty thing. And then allow people to talk. And then bring little gift cards, right? A little gift card, put it inside a little gift bag with a little gospel track and hand that out to everybody. A little $5 gift card uh, to creation today, right? Or <laughs> living waters, yes. And people, believe it or not, people love it. So at my house during these holiday seasons, we have tons of games going on and I'm handing out gift cards like it's water or oxygen. So all the kids love to come over to my house because they know that they're going to get gifts. Hi, what's your name again? Larry. Hi, nephew Larry. That's correct. You're correct. That is your name. You win a gift card. And then just <laughs> a gift card. That's awesome. Yeah. So do you think we've lost kind of that? Uh, or do you think it's it's been easy in our digital world for people to have lost that art of conversation that being a good listener is is where this begins? I mean, I appreciate this. So listen, pray and preach, but that involves listening when it's time to speak, speak boldly, but that really starts with really understanding who they are, where they're at, what's going on in their life. Yeah, I praised a, uh, a my sister-in-law, who's not a Christian, I praised her for her ability to be able to listen and get inside of other people's lives. Like with social media, she's always quick to give praise to her nieces and nephews mm. and things. And I think that uh, Christians ought to take note. We should be the richest in good works. We should be the richest listeners. We realize that salvation belongs to God. And because salvation belongs to God, I don't need to stress and worry, fret and freak out. I can just simply share the gospel truth, knowing it's the power of God and the salvation and allow God to do his work. Be slow to speak, quick to listen. You know, I went out on the Huntington Beach Pier this past Saturday, and I spoke with a molecular biologist and a Hindu who believes in reincarnation. 
and I allow them just to talk. And when they talk long enough, they're going to hang themselves by their own worldview, right? Because only Christianity is true. It's, it's just the fact of the matter. And then I just begin to ask questions concerning the worldview. And by the time we were done, Eric, uh, we pretty much hugged, right? They were so blown away. Uh, and we caught it all on camera for our television program. But they said, thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for listening to us. And wow. it goes a long ways to listen. And oftentimes what we like to do is we think, all right, I have to share the life, death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. How much time do I have? Yeah, Marset, go. <laughs> and we need to just kind of relax a little bit. Share as much as you can, but be when they want to speak, allow them to speak. You know, if they have a question, don't move on. Why? If I never get to the resurrection, right, I'm okay with that because I believe that one person plants, another person waters, but God brings the increase. So God is going to bring somebody else along after me to then at that point to water a little bit by either reaffirming things that I've said or talking about points that I missed, like. Re, uh, not like uh, the resurrection. Did I say reincarnation? Like the resurrection or the ascension or the, the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. Um, whatever it may be. Talk about a point here, a point there. And then when I'm around my family throughout the year, I'm sharing about all these great things that God is doing in my life. And there's no negating that. They look at my life. They just go like, wow, Mark, you know, you're always up to something amazing. And I'm looking at it like it's just normal everyday life, you know, because I'm walking with God in simplicity, taking him serious, but not taking myself serious. You know, everybody's kind of worried and depressed during these times that uh, Christians aren't. Hey, if you guys out there on social media have any questions for Mark on this, you better put it in the chat right now and the ladies will copy it into my my notes here for me so I can see that. Um, and I, I, I'm going to let you guys off here in just a minute, but before we do, uh, Mark, Paul um, commented in on YouTube, and, and I got to tell you, this is, before I read your comment, Paul, I got to go, oh man, you, you've turned into that guy that takes something that's pure and has twisted it and manipulated it, and I just, it hurts to see this. Paul says, lurking kids with gifts has a white van with candy vibe, doesn't it? And I'm just like, here we're talking about witnessing to family members and to neighbors, people that know us, people that should be uh, seeing our good works. And I go, oh man, Paul, I just, you know, I, I wish you'd be a little bit more intellectually honest because that just, that really isn't, isn't very honest in the way that you twisted what Mark said there. So just... Yeah. Had to throw that out there. No, I, I agree. Be rich in good works. What can we do? I was down on a campus, uh, a university, three different college campuses. Dude, I'm giving away $5 bills saying, hey, $5 for five minutes of your time, 60 bucks an hour. Anybody want to have a conversation? And I'm just sitting down having conversations with people because I'm wanting to talk to them about the good news, but I start by just listening. Mark, are there some families, um, some people that that probably should obey Paul Tripp's advice and just not say anything because they've been so, um, I guess people have called it Bible bashing. Um, where's, oh. where's that line between Bible? And by the way, thank you. Uh, Mark gave me my uh, 
Evidence Bible. I love this Bible. It's getting kind of beat up, but uh, but I love this thing, man. This is so awesome. Um, are there you people know, I, who should I, I don't slow down? think that he gave some good advice there. In fact, I, I wrote to him and I told him as such. And I said, you know, brother, I love you. You're just so off base on this. But I give you a mole again, you know, to take a shot yeah. at it again. I, I do think... You know, but back to, was it Paul that had made that comment? Yeah. Isn't it funny, right? We, as Christians, we get accused of being uh, money hungry, right? We just want all your money. Send us your money. Yeah. And now here we are, we're giving away. We want to give away. And no, there's no winning, you know, either way, yeah. right? And stuff like that just doesn't move me. I'm just not bothered by that. I have my own marching orders. Listen, if, if Paul is a Christian and he doesn't want to be rich in good works as scripture uh, commands and encourages us to do so, then don't do it. You know, you, you do what you want to do. Philippians 1, the Apostle Paul uh, talks about some preach Christ out of contempt, thinking that they're going to add uh, weight and shame to him. He's all, listen, as long as Christ is preached, whatever you want to do, if you feel like that's more of a bait and switch, well, then don't do it. You know, you do whatever you want to do and can do, but do it in faith, because without faith, it's impossible to uh, to please God. Uh, I think that uh, we need to redeem the time regardless. And if we try to wait until Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving to be able to share the good news, then perhaps we're not convinced that it is good news. Mm. Uh, Carl Sagan, wow. the pagan, right? He wow. said, when you're in love, you want to tell the world. Well, perhaps we're not telling the world because perhaps we're not in love. If somebody, if you're willing to open up your home to your that family member, that neighbor, that person during the holiday season, would you be willing to open up your home in the off season? You should. You, you should be open to being able to share the gospel during times of feast or in times of famine. Who knows the work that God is doing and preparing inside of people's lives be ready in season and out of season. Those are the only two times you're to be ready to share the gospel in season, out of season, which is every season, whether it's a Christmas Advent season or whether it's July 7th, share the good news. So Charles Spurgeon said, the only reason why men are left here on this planet is to share the good news of the gospel. Wow. So if it's only you, it's okay. One plus God will always be in the majority. Right. And it doesn't matter who is for you if God is against you. And God will always be against you if everybody is for you, because friendship with the world is enmity uh, towards God. You can't be a friend of both the world and God. Powerful. Katie asked the question What if you're with family members who claim to be Christians, but boy, they, uh, they don't really get it? They may not even really be a Christian, although in church maybe, or claiming Christianity, but it's that whole, you think you might have a false convert or at least somebody who is not on the adventure yeah. of sanctification. Well, if they claim to be a Christian, I treat them as a Christian. Where are you going to church? Where'd you read inside the Bible? You know, uh, tell me, tell me about your prayer life. Tell me what, what Christian authors have you been reading lately? Who are you listening to? You know, when you repented, here's a good question. You know, when you repented, what did you repent of, right? Mm -hmm. So there are some antennas going up inside this person's life thinking, I don't think they're a Christian because they're seeing fruit that's not worthy of repentance. So 
you're seeing what you think is to be bad fruit. Even John the Baptist, when he looked at the Pharisees, he said, you brood of vipers, who has warned you to flee from the wrath which is to come, bear fruit worthy of repentance. So you say that you repented, where's your fruit? So I would say when you became a Christian, you repented. What did you repent of? Because it seems, and I say this in love and respect, you still got some repenting that needs to happen. I'm not saying that you need to be sinless. You know, you will find yourself perhaps sinning less, but not sinless, right? Sinning less in certain areas. But don't be afraid to say something along this lines. You know, Aunt, Aunt Judy, I love you and you know that I love you. Uh, I get so excited to see you. My, my kids love you. And I just, I got a couple of questions I want to ask you. And I want to ask you these questions because I know if given the opportunity, you would ask me these questions because you love me. Hmm. And because I know you love me, I want to demonstrate my love for you by asking you a couple questions. Would that be okay? Ask the permission and then ask away. Hmm. What would those questions be? You know, when did you become a Christian? Tell me your testimony. When you repented, what was that of? You know, things along that nature. That's cool. I think that's a, a great idea to share testimonies and remind people of of that, especially if, you know, you are majority Christian and you have somebody unsaved coming in and it's an opportunity to, hey, does anybody want to just share their testimony? And I, I think that's a, a great idea as well. Not trying to add points to your outline here, uh, but you said you didn't have an outline. So I love that, sharing testimonies. That's, that's really, really good. Hey, social media, um, you guys have been commenting, hopefully your favorite Thanksgiving food to try to win uh, one of these books. We'll ship it to you. School of Biblical Evangelism, 101 Lessons for You. It is amazing. I go teach a college course out in Wyoming. I'm pointing this direction because Wyoming is right up there. Uh, Wyoming every year, and I actually use this book there in Wyoming as the basis of my teaching, teaching creation and science and apologetics. Uh, creation Science Apologetics, CSA. Ooh, new ministry name right there, CSA. Um, and I love, love, love what you've done compiling this, what you did with the, the pretend conversations uh, in, in all of these, all the examples that you give are really phenomenal. So uh, we've got some giveaways on Facebook. On Facebook, I hope you're still watching because you have to send me an email. Send an email to info at creationtoday.org, info, I-N-F-O, at creationtoday.org. Nora Dolan, or Dolan, Nora Dolan on Facebook and on YouTube. Hey, Rhonda, my olive-loving friend. Rhonda, you have won this. Please send us an email to info at creationtoday.org. And to our Creation Today partners, oh, looks like Noah Oldham got it. Noah, congratulations, man. That's awesome. You really will love this book. It's a, it's a foundational teaching. For the rest of you, you can go to creationtoday.org, jump on the store and grab a copy. It's only like 25, 26 bucks, something like that. Really, it's eight, almost 800 pages phenomenal, a great gift to yourself this holiday season as you think about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, um, Mark, hang tight. Social media, guys, is not always reliable, as we know. I would love to be able to keep in touch with you. So if you wouldn't mind going to creationtoday.org slash sign up, S-I-G-N-U-P, no space, sign up. I'd love to be able to send you our emails every once in a while to let you know what we have going on. And uh, speaking of going on, guys, we are now less than 
less than halfway, no, more than halfway to the end of the year when we started our 100-day challenge, only 45 days left. And I'm trying to do that thing where I lovingly and yet boldly ask you, what on earth are you doing for eternity with the rest of 2021, man? Are you doing anything that's going to impact forever? And if you're not doing much, I just want to encourage you, why don't you partner with Creation today and allow us to reach more people together with you? I would just absolutely love that. You can go to creationtoday.org forward slash partner, creationtoday.org forward slash partner. And man, we just, or just go to creationtoday.org. We'd love to partner with you. Uh, I was thinking about this to our partners that are out there. Let me just share some good news and we'll send you an email about this. I was running some reports yesterday. If I asked you, hey, could I have a minute of your time? Give me a minute of your time. How much is that worth? And I was blown away. Mark, I, I don't know, man. I know you guys have a YouTube channel that is just massive. And you guys started focusing on YouTube several years ago. I just kind of relaunched our YouTube platform. I was blown away uh, just on our website, not YouTube, not Facebook, not social media, just on our website, how many minutes of content people have consumed of our videos in the last 11 and a half months, no, 10 and a half months, 62,600,000 minutes of video content has been watched on our platform, on the Creation Today platform in the last 10 and a half months. And I thought, dude, I, it's, it's working. It's, it's from around the world. And we just, to the people that have partnered with Creation Today, we just say thank you. You really are impacting eternity. And we really appreciate your partnership with Creation Today. Um, hey, next week, before I let you guys go, next week is going to be a great conversation because I'm talking about the Reformation. Then and now, we just kind of celebrated over, uh, over October 31st, the anniversary of Martin Luther nailing his 95 Thesis to the wall. Wasn't trying to start anything other than just to, uh, to, to correct the church. And wow, the same thing right now that happened 500 years ago is happening in Latin America. We've got the Genesis Paradise Lost film fully translated, professionally translated, professional voiceovers in, in a bunch of different languages, but we just finished the release in Mexico, the Latin American release. I could not be more excited about the opportunity to reach 700 plus million people with the gospel through the Genesis Paradise Lost movie called Genesis Factor Fiction uh, for the for the Spanish-speaking people. Uh, and so we're releasing that. Um, it is phenomenal. You got to go to creationtoday.org. It's releasing over Thanksgiving as we, as we do this. Um, you might be able to buy it now if you go to the website, but it's in Spanish, fully dubbed. Uh, it is amazing. I, I, I'm excited about this opportunity that we have to present the gospel to so many people. It was in 40 theaters through Latin America, had a successful run there, and now coming out digitally and soon on DVD. So would love to have you join uh, the team of people that is impacting eternity through the Genesis movie as well. So to all of you on social media, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, and our homeschoolers out there that are still in their pajamas, thanks for hanging out with me. Look forward to seeing you next week.